is Susie Booth, and I'm here with my great uncle Dave, a Vietnam veteran. How are you, Uncle Dave? I'm fine, but you made me sound too old. <laughs> um, that's great to hear. Um, so I'll be asking you what the war was like since it ties into the book Okay for Now by Jerry D. Schmidt. The book is set in 1968, and the main character, Doug Swiatek, has an older brother named Lucas who is serving in the Vietnam War. Okay. So, yeah, so the first question is, um, what was your branch of service? I was in the Navy, United States Navy. What was your rank? Uh, I, the Navy doesn't go by rank, they go by rate, rate and rating. Uh, my rate was an engineman, and my rating was third class petty officer. Where did you serve? I served, well, <clears throat> I started off in the States, of course, boot camp and some uh, schools, <clears throat> and then uh, eventually was uh, ordered to uh, what they call, <clears throat> sorry, what they call uh, U.S. Navy Rib Flat 1, that's in the Mekong River system. Um, and that's, uh, the ship, my, the ship that I was on was, is, was assigned to West, the Western Pacific 7th Fleet. And we were home ported out of Yakuska, Japan. And out of the, th out of the three years of active service, I spent 13 months in Vietnam. I enlisted. Uh, the reason I enlisted is because uh, I didn't want to be a ground soldier, and I didn't have any deferments, so I knew I was going to be drafted either. So my, I opted to enlist. Um, where did you live at the time? I was living with my parents at their home, and they weren't very happy with my decision, by the way. Why did you join? Uh, well, pretty much follows what I just said. I didn't want to... I actually, I, I really didn't want to go to Vietnam. And I thought by joining the Navy, I'd be out on the ocean and I would never, ever see Vietnam. Where was I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, why, why, did you, why did you pick the Navy? Besides... Um, why did you pick the Navy? Uh, pretty much the answer I just gave you. So I, right. <clears throat> I didn't want to be a ground pounder in the in Vietnam, so but that's kind of where I ended up. Nice. Well, what was boot camp like? What was boot camp like? Well, picture an 18-year-old kid that's really never traveled much of any place by himself going to a going to a uh, a place that I had absolutely no idea what was in store um, I was it was pretty scary yeah. um, can you recall your first few days of service? <laughs> I, 
had no idea what I was, what I'd gotten myself into. Yeah, I was a lot of confusion. <clears throat> um, asking myself pretty much why did I do this? Did you ever regret going? Did I regret going? Initially, I certainly did, but after it was all said and done, no, I was glad that I did. Um, were there any funny or unusual boot camp or training experiences? Hmm, funny. There wasn't a whole lot, whole lot of anything that was funny in that boot camp. Um, it. Uh, all we did was march, seemed like forever. Um, we probably could have crossed the country with all the marching we did. Um, we, got, we were yelled at constantly by boot camp instructors. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, we had to hand wash clothes and hang them up to dry. Um, we got 10 minutes to eat, and if you weren't finished in 10 minutes, you didn't finish. Do you remember your, um, instructors? Uh, no, not, not specifically individual instructors. That was a long time ago. That was over 50 years ago. You know that. Um, I remember what they did. But uh, as far as individual instructors, no, I don't. I don't recall any of them. So, how did you get through it? Like, when they're leaving and having to like say goodbye. How did you get through that? One day at a time. And kept telling myself, this can't get any worse. Yeah, at the at boot camp. Yes. Yeah, we flew to the airport from San Diego. We we're picked up by bus and transported to the uh, U.S. Naval Station, San Diego, California. And um, once again, I had no idea what I got myself into. Um, they lined us up, and we went into a, a big, I don't know, reception area type thing where we stood, uh, we were given some instructions, and I don't remember exactly what those instructions were, and uh, that's when they started yelling at us. Um, then we were taken to the uh, supply area and were issued our uniforms for our uniforms for boot camp, not for the regular Navy, but for our boot camp uniforms. <clears throat> um, we were taken to the barber shop and they shaved our heads and. Uh, 
then over to the, we were marched over to the dorm, got assigned a bunk, and, and that's when the fun began. Why did they? Uh, I, I think more than anything, I think to let us know that we weren't individuals. We all looked the same. We all looked ridiculous. And, well, I say that now. I pretty much shaved my head now. But anyway, uh, it was it was pretty much to to have control and establish the fact that we weren't individuals. That we were, I guess, a machine. In the Navy, I was an engineman, a diesel mechanic, uh, responsible for propulsion systems uh, on both the ship that I was assigned as well as the, the uh, small boats that we had and that the flotilla operated. Let's see. 
I kept a uh, I kept a, a newspaper, a Stars and Stripes newspaper from that that advertised that USO show. And I was one of the fortunate ones who was able to go. That was probably the highlight of my the best highlight of the time I was in Vietnam. Stay in touch with your family while you were away. Uh, I wrote letters. Uh, I think I, I I made a phone call one time uh, from Japan uh, before. Well, I had six months in Japan before I was uh, sent home. Now I made a phone call to my folks and. Um, other than that, it was letters, and they asked me not to do that again. <laughs> it was pretty expensive. It was a collect call. So I, I don't know how much it was, but it was it was pricey. Um, other than that, yeah, we didn't. I mean, there was no other way to to stay in touch other than than mail. Um, I got, the 13 months I was in Vietnam, I got, I got to mail things free. So, <clears throat> I wrote a lot. What was the food like there? What was the food like? Oh, jeez. Um, as long as, you know, when we were in port, wherever we were, um, of the times that we weren't in Vietnam, um, it wasn't too bad. But out on the out on the ocean, um, it was a lot of powdered stuff. Um, same thing in Vietnam because uh, you know we had minimal means to refrigerate food, so. Um, I ate a lot of sea rations. Do you know what those are? Yes. Yeah, I ate a lot of sea rations and what they call long rats. Um, they were they were meals for um, the troops when they went out to on excursions, if you will. Uh, didn't didn't eat a lot of food in the mess on the ship's mess. Did you guys, like, did everyone have enough supplies or was there, like, a lack of them? No, we, we never had, we never lacked the supplies. Uh, the reason why is, uh, you know, even though we were in country, in a, in a war zone, um, supply routes up the river were frequent. So we didn't we didn't lack for supplies. Okay. Was there pressure or stress on your part? <laughs> yeah, thirteen months of it. It was we were always under in a state of fear because we didn't know from one minute to the next if, if we were gonna come under attack. Um, there were times that we went up the river that we purposely, uh, our purpose
purpose was to draw fire, enemy fire, uh, to find, that was to locate where they were. And then we'd send, <clears throat> then we'd send army troops. And oh, yeah, that, that calls for another explanation. Part of our responsibility up the rivers also was to house uh, army troops that were assigned uh, the assigned the river areas. Does that make sense? Yes. So our flotilla, which included two barracks ships and many small craft, uh, that was pretty much our purpose, was to provide uh, provide a base of operation, I guess, for the Army, and also transportation up the river for the Army. Um, what did you guys do on R&R &R leave? What did we do on leave? Well, uh, I'm not going to tell you most of what we did, because <laughs> probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, for tender years, I, I'll refrain from most of what we did. And keep in mind now, this is when I was young and stupid, so. Okay, um, I guess probably the best thing about the leave was uh, we didn't call it leave, we called it, uh, it, it was actually called R&R, &R, Rest and Relaxation. Anyway, uh, probably the best part is I, I saw a lot of foreign countries that I never, ever would ever be able to see had not been for the military. Um, it gave us a chance to get away from the ugliness and the fear and the stress and just kind of relax. So that was, that's pretty much what we did. And I'm not going to get into how we, re how, <clears throat> how we relaxed. But yeah. Okay. Did the war experience affect you later in life in your decisions? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, um, because of the military, I, I, I was able to mature, I think, faster than people that don't go into the military. Um, that kind of it kind of forces you to grow up. Um, uh, taught me to respect my country. Taught me to respect my elders. Taught me to respect those in charge. same, what sword I'm looking for, 
anyway, um, as far as how the military is set up, law enforcement is similar. And, you know, you have a structured system. So it helped me with that. Advice for those who are considering joining the military? Uh, sure. Uh, first off, I would say if somebody is considering that, to um, to think about it carefully. Uh, not like I did. I just it was more of a whim. <clears throat> but think about it. Um, check what it can what you can get out of the military, not while you're in, but once you're out. Uh, the benefits, uh, I use my benefits all the time. Uh, for instance, I have medical issues that were, that were uh, service related, so I've got, I've, I've got VA benefits that I can use for medical and, and pharmaceuticals. Education. Uh, we bought our house. We bought our houses that we've owned uh, through the GI Bill uh, at a low percentage rate, and there are other benefits that go with it. But yeah, I would. I strongly recommend if somebody's interested. First off, you know, think about it, and and don't surprise your parents. Uh, sit down and chat with them about it before you raise your hand and say I do um, but I yeah I'm I'm absolutely pro military I just want just want to say thanks for the opportunity to open some eyes and minds about military service and I know we didn't get a lot into the war itself, but um, it's it's something that that doesn't happen. I I think enough, um, and you know I think the our society the way it's the way it's developed and the, the way it operates is they want to keep things like that. Uh, at arm's length, and I think people need to know, number one, that there's nothing wrong with a military career, and number two, that, you know, if a war starts, it's inevitable, and it's something that the military has to deal with, and should not be hidden from the people. A lot of a lot of what happened in Vietnam uh, was kept politically kept out of the eyes of the public, and uh, what they did get was wasn't the majority of what occurred, but only a few things that were highlighted that were. I mean, obviously, they weren't good. That didn't look good for the military. Um, so people generated a a negative concept or a negative idea of 
of what the military was about. And I think another thing that, that divided the country and made it unpopular was the draft and the way that was used. So fortunately now we don't have the draft. We, it's all volunteer. So is there anything else I can answer for you? Did, it, did we cover what you needed to cover for this interview? Yeah, we got everything. Okay. okay. Thanks for answering questions. And oh, it was fun. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome, and, and thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for your service, Uncle Dave. Thank you. All right. You have well, a good day. Talk, yeah, you too. Bye-bye. <laughs>